Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody. Episode 92 of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. That's what we're doing. Welcome to One Man's Opinion, one and all. Do appreciate your patronage, downloading this podcast, listening in wherever that is from. As I try to get my microphone right here to start the show, um, this episode is freestyle, baby. There's no planning. There is no, I have no show plan. I will get to the regular bits here, the starts, the sits for week 11. We'll recap some week number 10 in fantasy football. We'll give you the best bet, survivor pick, and upset of the week there as well. But uh, I'm just, this one may be a lot shorter than normal. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, a lot going on in the world. If you listen to the Sirius XM show, um, you may notice I wasn't there on Tuesday, was back on Wednesday, talked about some of my health, ongoing health issues briefly. As a result, I'll get into a little bit more here for those of you that, um, that care. I mean, this is an open conversation, this podcast. Like we, that's what I like this show to be and what I want it to be and the reason we do this show and to have an upfront and honest conversation with you all. And if I can't be honest about stuff I'm going through, then what's the point, right? So uh, I'll get into that a little bit uh, later on as well. So um, a lot to get to today. I'll do the best that we can. Uh, takeaways from week number 10 in fantasy football and the NFL at large. Well, let's start with the Chiefs are back. We knew it was going to happen eventually. Does this continue? I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold that it continues. I'm not. I think that, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes got away with a lot on that game, you know, throwing the ball that Daryl Williams play was horrific. One of the worst plays any quarterback made this season, threw it up to a running back who is uh, in, in the end zone. And just so happened the running back came down with it. He had a wide open, I think it was Demarcus Robinson that was 15 yards down the field. He should have thrown the ball. So, you know, he can't live like that. It was good to see Travis Kelsey back and featured. That is how the Chiefs offense goes. When they take the underneath passes, they're very good. If they're going to try to wing it and make those off-balance nonsense throws, that's going to be a big problem. And uh, so I need to see it again, but good to see them back on track. I mentioned this on the XM show. I'll say it again. By the way, my name is Jeff Manz. In case you're just tuning in, um, I'm jump. I'm jumping right in because I have no plan. I've just find me on Sirius XM fantasy sports radio, four to 6 PM Eastern time, Monday through Friday. You can find me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter, the Jeff Mans, all one word, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok for that. The Cowboys won their week 10 matchup against Atlanta back in week nine when they were getting their asses kicked by Denver. They didn't pull their starters like a bunch of cucks. And thus they played Dak Prescott. And so many of you, you know who you are. Those of you who are bitching, why do you have Ezekiel Elliott still in the game? Why is Dak in the game? Well, that's why. Because you play to the end. Stop being scared. Stop being timid. Play the fucking game. Like enough of this shit already with everybody being a pussy all across sports and in life. Like just fucking stop it already. It's unfathomable how pussified our entire culture has become. And everybody's scared of everything. I, myself, I'm scared. I can't tweet like I used to tweet. I can't say the things on radio I used to say. 
You know, do I have observations and things? Yes. But does any, can I say them on social media? Fuck no. Am I scared to say them? Fuck yeah. Should I be? Fuck no. Shouldn't be scared. I'm not a bad person. I don't have racist or sexist tendencies or thoughts or done, you know, criminal history based on it. I have nothing to hide. Yet I still can't do it because God forbid, take my fucking livelihood away, right? So that's the world we live in. And that's, it's, Dallas Cowboys said, fuck that. We're playing to the bone against Denver, even though we're down 30 to nothing. They made that a game, scored two touchdowns, two two point conversions at the end of week nine. And they immediately picked up, boom, right out, right out of the gate against Atlanta and just steamrolled their fucking asses. So that's great. On the other side, you get the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts come out every single freaking week and just lay the wood to their opponent in the very beginning of the game. And then what do they end up doing? Every single time they get, let the opponent right back in. That's what happened against Jacksonville this time. And, you know, it was a way closer game than it should have been. 23-17? Fuck out of here with this. I mean, they, they, they beat the Jets by 15. They were up 40. I mean, this, this is Tennessee. They were up in that game and lost. Like this is what Indianapolis had a 14 to nothing lead, by the way, in that game uh, against Tennessee two weeks ago. And what do they do? They lose the lead because they back off the gas. They play like a bunch of pussies. So there you go. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. But that's it, man. I mean, it's fucking nonsense to me. Um, So Dallas won that game going away. So good for Dallas. It'll be a great game against Kansas City coming up this week. Obviously, you're going to have some DFS investment in that one. It's a late afternoon game as well. So we'll talk about that. Uh, other takeaways, oh, the Rams, oh, we, oh, the Rams, oh, you hate to see it. Had to, had to get Odell Beckham the ball, though. Had to. I mean, I said it on the Monday show on Sirius XM. I knew it going away. I knew that this was, they were going to have to get Odell Beckham the ball. He was going to be written. And to think that the other team isn't, full of human beings capable of making re- reasonable decisions themselves. And they wouldn't know exactly what they're going to try to do. And they did it. And Jimmy Ward took the ball away from them. You know, they had that first nice one catch for Odell in the first play of the game. Of course, then you knew he was going to try to go deep and they didn't get to, and they took the ball away and over and over and the Rams got steamrolled. And I think Detroit lions fans have seen this many, many times before with Matt Stafford just gives up. Matt Stafford's supposed to be the guy that when you have a lead, he or when you have a deficit, he's supposed to be able to run and gun and, and bring you back. That was the whole thing. That's what everybody was saying. Everybody's saying, well, that's the one thing Jared Goff couldn't do. Couldn't bring the Rams back. If you're down, you couldn't bring them back. Okay, we'll bring you back. Where is it? In two weeks in a row, they fucking don't have it. He doesn't fucking have it. So that's what I think of the LA Rams. Go and get as many stars if you can. The Rams are the classic example of a bunch. Look at Von Miller. Von Miller's so fucking washed. It's hilarious, right? And well, Denver's defense got better without him. That's hilarious that they got something for him. Von Miller's been living off Super Bowl 50 his entire career. He's an undersized, underweight, now aging, slow edge rusher. He got bull rush. George Kittle, a young tight end. Put him on his ass. Put him on his ass. Wow. Great pickup. You know, it's great. Aaron Donald's the only guy they got. Everybody else, even Ramsey. Ramsey, can't, he can't shadow anybody anymore. Why? Because he gets bored. I'm bored. 
I don't can't do it. I'm good. He's really good. Ramsey's fucking great. But he doesn't want to do the job. This is, I mean, it's the world. Everybody's great at what they do, yet nobody wants to actually work. And unfortunately, that's how every one of us seem to be as a worker. And then yet every single one of us as a consumer says, no, we want somebody to work hard. So you got to give and take. We want a team full of superstars, but when none of them wants to play, look at what's happening in the NBA with the Brooklyn Nets. You got stars, but a bunch of them, like, I thought I want to take the week off. No, it's my turn to take off. I'm not playing because of this. I'm not playing. It's everybody wants, nobody wants to actually do the work. LA Lakers, the same thing. It's fucking hilarious. Meanwhile, those that go out and just keep playing do very, very well. Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, all they do, go out, play, go out, play, go out and play, go out and play, go out and play. Keep going in the face of all the adversity. And the you know NFL version of that is uh, the NFL version of uh, that. You know Buffalo Bills. You don't see them taking days off. Tennessee Titans. They lose Derrick Henry. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. That's what they do, right? And just keep moving along. Fucking Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers out. Fine. We'll just keep going. Oh, we lost a game. All right. We hung around. We'll, we don't need everybody. We just keep going. And those are the teams that we sleep on in fantasy and in life, quite honestly. So the Rams are full of superstars. They're capable of great things. No question about it. And they will have amazing. They are going to get their teeth kicked in the Green Bay in two weeks. Then they're going to go and put up 40 plus points in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we're all going to say, oh, they're back. And then, you know, the rest of the season is going to be a struggle. And they'll make the playoffs and get waxed in the first round as per usual with Matt Stafford. That's what is going to happen. So, um, yeah, those are my high-level takeaways from week number 10 in fantasy football. It was a really good one for our subscribers at EliteFantasy.com. So many screenshots. So proud of everybody out there, man. You guys are crushing it. The best thing is I had a losing week. I lost in week 10, yet so many of you won, and it's a fantastic thing. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy it immensely. Now I don't like losing. I wish I would have won, but it's a lot. It's a lot more pressure when I have to win in order for our crew, our team, our elite mafia members to win. I don't want to have to be the front guy. It's a lot better for me to pass the information along and you guys carry the weight. You guys do it. It's phenomenal. It's a wonderful thing as an analyst, right? And as the leader of our organization, it's a fucking wonder. And I love it. And I'm proud of you guys. You guys did fucking phenomenal and, you know, came up really, really close. Uh, bad call. My, well, my GPP bad call was Matt Ryan. I had a banger GPP lineup. I had a lineup that scored 130 points and I had two from my quarterback. Like it, it's just like unacceptable, unacceptable. Give me that 18 extra points there and I'm cashing five figures. But those are the breaks. Uh, Dak was a good Friar Muth hurt a little bit in DFS this week. Um, other calls that hurt. Let's see. I mean, nobody really, I don't think it any really disappointed. You want to know the real problem. The real problem with Terry McLaurin, a guy I used uh, for Washington, wasn't the worst thing. Um, Mike Evans had a touchdown. Good week, but not a great week. And then uh, I think it really came, honestly, it was our defense. Like the defense is special team, which is why I hate it. I mean, I hate it so much, but um you know, not having a good defense just ultimately kills you when, you know, you're not able to uh, um, do better and you're not able to get more than, 
you know, positive points. We'll say at least um, with that defense, I think we used the Cardinal. We swapped. That's what hurt. We swapped from the fucking Eagles, to the Cardinals defense and boink goes from what Philly got like 10 points to seven. And we missed by about three points. There you go. That's going to be it right there. Fryermuth didn't help. He was shitty uh, as well. The only part of the core four that really disappointed the rest, Dak, the Ernest Johnson, Mike Evans, all the quality work. But um, those were the negatives from week number 10. Um, yeah. Leave it in the, leave it in the dust. It, it's in the past. We'll move ahead to week number 11 here. And this, so this week I'm behind. All right. I want everybody to understand that I'll catch up by the time we get to Friday, but I'm going to need time. I had a, uh, a complete lights out day on Tuesday of this week, uh, complete light. I'm going through some health issues. Um, basically what happened, um, I had to go in for um, multiple tests, upper GI, lower GI. I've had a couple instances lately where I literally woke up from what little sleep I get and choking, nearly choking to death one time having to go into the emergency room as a result and why it's happening, acid reflux, this type of stuff, but they had to go in and look at all kinds of things. I also had a uh, lower intestine cancer uh, in 2017 uh, tumor removed, thankfully didn't spread. So they had to look at things there. Um, uh, so I had to have that tested out. Um, what I'll say is I did not get good news. Right. Not good news when it comes to uh, on that front, going to have to have some follow up testing done and not out of the woods. Nothing's rosy. Nothing's great um, with that. I don't mean that to disappoint people. I don't need attention. I don't you know, need anybody's sympathy or stuff like that. A lot of people have reached out just here and I was off. You knew it was probably something sizable. If I'm going to take off a day during the football season, you know, something's bad and it, it doesn't look great. Right. But there's testing. A lot of things need to be done. And um, so that's that. But the work will continue. I will continue. I'll be fighting on regardless of anything. You know, I went through this. Uh, I'm not afraid of anything ahead of me. I've dealt with this. My old man had cancer for 10 years, almost 10 years. No, uh, eight years, eight years uh, passed away in 1999. And I sat there side by side going through things with him and everything. So, um, there's nothing I can't handle. My mom had long illness as well. We, before my dad even passed away, my grandma was sick and she lived with us at the end. So like, I've been through it. I know what to, um, you know, I know what has to be done and I will do everything. And I'm a, a monster fighter as well. And don't take anything laying down. I'm going to do the right things, uh, the right ways. And, um, you know, that's it. And I don't know if this is a bad, you know, tragic, bad thing that's about in front of me. Um, I don't know. We don't have results yet of everything, but um, you know, things definitely aren't rosy and sunshine. I wish I could tell you that, or maybe I should not have mentioned it in the podcast, but you know, I, I felt, I was thinking about this and again, I'm freestyling this baby, right? I'm just going in and I didn't know I was going to say any of what I've just said going into it. And I still don't know what I'm about to say. Like, that's the thing, but I think, you know, you all deserve that to know what's going on and understand where I come from and you could take it, you could leave it. It's up to you. Like I said, not doing it to gain any sympathy or anything like that. Definitely don't want that. I, mean, I just, let's be all be normal. Let's all just be normal human beings and, and keep going. Cause that's the way to do these things. But um, you know, I can't sit here and say everything's rosy and not 
you know, something that I'm personally going through because it is. And not, you know, I knew this was going to come back in 2017. I knew things don't always go perfectly. Life isn't perfect. It's like DFS or fantasy football. It's, you know, sometimes, sometimes we have just the perfect road and it's a wonderful thing. You know, and we just, we don't feel stress and we're not, we don't get, two up, two down, everything just kind of works out. And we all know somebody like that probably in our lives, or maybe we just think that their life is that easy. But I know a lot of you out there and I know times aren't great for you either. I've had people reach out to me. We have, I've talked, been in touch with a number of those of you who know uh, in our little group that we talk about our, our uh, situations, uh, cancer and that over the last five years, I mean, four years, four and a half years, you guys are fantastic. You know where I'm coming from. We know we, we've been through this together and some of you are going through times. That's why I talk about depression and, and talk about having a meltdown, you know, emotionally or whatever that, cause I'm not afraid of doing that. I don't, if you think I'm weak because of it, so be it. I don't need to be the toughest guy in the room. I'm not the toughest guy in the room. Um, that's just how it is. But I, you know, I want to just be open with all of you because I understand that that's why I do the things that I do. It's why I like playing the cash games. I'm proud of people doubling their money because I know that as much as our, my counterparts in our industry hate it and they, they look down and thumb their nose and we get made fun of like, it's embarrassing. I love it. Not embarrassing for me. I love when people win. I mean, I love on Sundays when they're tilting out of their asshole that, you know, we're posting $30 screenshots because guess what? We got $30. They don't. Quite frankly, we took their $30, most of them, because they're all the optimized people. They're the lineup trains that we fucking destroy. And we're actually taking their money. That's why they're so mad. That's why they want to shame you. That's why, you know, they only go for the fences. And I don't need to be, I don't want a home run all the time. I want a base hit. And when you're dealing with things that I'm dealing with and have dealt with in the past health-wise, and even, you know, life, I've talked, I've talked about my old man, my mom, growing up, um, you know, all those things. Uh, you know, you, you, you don't need the biggest of win. You know, I don't need the biggest of win. I need a positive blood test, right? I need, I need a good uh, white cell count. That's what I need. I, I need not to find anything, any lumps anywhere. You know, that's, that's, what, that's a good day. This is good day. Right. I, I need to double my money. That's a wonderful, what a great fucking day that is. Right. Is it better than everybody else? I don't care about anybody else. You know, I don't care. Well, I, listen, I care about everybody who every, all my people, all you listeners, I really do. I just, if you don't care about it, if you're only trying for the best, if you're trying to get one over on me or prove that I'm wrong, that's the people I just have cut out of my life and don't need in my life. And I think you've seen that at our organization here. Uh, I think you're going to continue to further see that quite honestly at our organization. I think, you know, there's just a time and a place that we're just, the distractions are no longer necessary and they're not going to really be accepted. And I, I don't need it. Right. I want to hang out with our crew. I want to hang out with all you guys, power surge, Larry B and fucking carp. And you know, all you got my guy, Jedi Pred. And now I'm going to start announcing people and you're going to get mad because I didn't, uh, uh, economy in uh, our EF chat, right? Uh, Raider man and fucking cheeser and, you know, peanut butter Falcon. Now, oh, goddamn. Now, now John DeCapua, who now I know how to pronounce his name, by the way, showing titty pics all the time. Yeah. All, all everybody, all of you. You're a hark. Everybody's important to me. You guys are important. You, you are what matter. You get me through it. Doing this work 
for you is what matters. Um, you know, I was, like I said, I was sick. I had gone for these tests and things. And, you know, at one point I had like a real tough time Sunday night going into Monday even. And um, my wife's like, why, why are you so stressed? What's going on? I said, well, I got to get these rankings out. I got to get my quarterback projections. I got to do my game projections and my quarterback. That's what I normally do on Monday. She's like, you got to calm the fuck down. What's wrong with you? I go, the people, my people depend on this. This is what they need. They need me for this. And I'm not going to let you down. I'll fucking die. And my wife will tell you one day we'll get around the pod and she'll tell you, I would fucking die to get you the information you need. And even if it's, you know, who cares about fantasy football, who cares about DFS? who cares about betting? Well, you know, who does I do it's, I don't care about NFTs. Don't care. Don't care about uh, any, any, I don't care about top shot. I don't care about whatever is the new cool thing. I Jeff bands do not care. That's not what I do. It's not who I am. I love this. I love this since I was six years old, man. I've lived to do this job. I was born to do it, to help people. And this occupation, if me being in my health situation, I know there are others out there. You're in a bad marriage. You're in a bad, you're depressed. You, maybe you know it. Maybe you don't. Maybe whatever. You're a fucking Bears fan like, like me, and you're just mad, and football sucks, but you love it. You love this game. It's a great distraction. It, you know, your job kind of sucks, and the weather sucks now, and things are going. I know that I we offer a distraction for all of us, a place that we can go in this Discord, and we can chill the fuck out and be ourselves and be whoever we want. Talk ball, talk life, you know, show crazy pictures like John DeCatro, whatever it is. I know that's what it is. And it means a lot to me. I know that distraction is important to a lot of people out there. Right. And it's not something I take lightly and will never take it lightly. So, you know, that's some stuff that I'm going through again. Don't want to make this seem, oh, just trying to get some, I don't, I don't, don't be sympathetic for me. I'm good. I will do everything good. You know, I will, I will get, I will make sure everything's right. I got to go through my shit just like every one of you is going through yours. My stuff is no bigger than yours. It's all the same. That's what being together means. It means you're actually, it's happening to both of you. I'm going through stuff. My wife is broken up. It's be, it's the both of us. And when she, that she broke her ankle a couple of years ago, walking our dog. And it was the worst two weeks of my life when she was in a walking boot and everything. Cause I had to do it. It's the worst. Cause we were going through it together. That's what matters. And we pick each other up and that's what you guys do for me. This is going to be, it's going to be great. We're going to go through, you know, we're going to, ha- we're going to crush the fucking competition. We're going to beat the shit out of these lineup trains or beat the shit out of people win championships this year. You know, we'll take it into the XFL season. We'll take it in the baseball season. We're just going to keep fucking going, right? That's, that's what it is. We keep going. There's no sadness, no upset. Just keep fucking going. That's what everybody needs. And again, I learned this lesson from my old man. And he, you know, the tough son of a bitch, tougher than I'll ever be. And he just kept going. Just keep going. Let's sit back. Don't say, oh, what was me? And I wish. Nah, 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 nah. Everybody has something to deal with. Every fucking one of us. And that's, I just want that to be the understanding between me and all you elite mafia members out there, all the listeners out there, all the podcast listeners out there, all our subs out there, right? That's what matters, right? All of us matter. And, uh, you know, I'm the front man of this organization. I accept that role, um, but it's never been the thing. You know, I don't, my problems aren't worse than your problems. And I hope everybody understands that. 
uh, straight away. So that is out of the way, and I don't want to make this any sadder than it fucking is right now. That's for sure. But uh, let's get into uh, – I want to get into week 11. Let's look ahead because that's that's what we do. We would look ahead. No rearview mirror shit. We're looking ahead. We're looking ahead to this week, and there's injuries abounding. There's uncertainty freaking everywhere. Um, you know, we'll say – uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think Cordero Patterson plays. I don't think, I don't think Ramondre Stevenson is a good start this week against the Atlanta Falcons. I think Damian Harris being cleared really matters. He's going to be the lead dog as he always is in new England. And th- they'll split the carries. Stevenson will be involved. Maybe he gets the one year touchdown, but it's not something I'm willing to invest in. So I'm making those bold calls right off the gate, right out of the gate. That's, you know, what I believe. And I'm sure of those two things, right? I think Aaron Rodgers plays, Lamar Jackson plays, all you know, a lot of veteran days off right now across the National Football League. So we got to be aware of it and don't, you know, be aware, but don't be too hell bent on every bit of news. And, you know, that's another thing for takeaway from week 10 was, um, and I could call anybody out because I love everybody, all you're all God's children, but when that news was announced that Roethlisberger was out on Saturday night, I was in chat, almost done with my uh, lineup coaching chat over on the elite fantasy discord. When I did that and that news was announced and I am like, Oh shit, I got to get in the lab. I got, I got to work to do like work has to be done now. Cause this, I had Friar Muth, I had Deanta Johnson. What do we do with these guys? You know, there's work to be done. That's where I hate, my industry because how many people just sort of did an X percent from Roethlisberger to Rudolph and just cascaded everything down. It doesn't work like that. I wish people understood this game the way that I did where every play matters and one play affects the next play and the next play and the next play, man, it really matters. I wish everybody understood that, you know, and it'll be my mission in life to, to make people understand that. So it wasn't that easy. You had to get back to work. And uh, I saw a lot of our subscribers saying, well, Mason Rudolph, let's start. Let's use Mason Rudolph, minimal price. Let's you know, against the Lions, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. Oh, I jumped in. I had to say it in Discord late that night, put it on my article on elitefantasy.com. And I told Ted Schuster, first thing when I woke up Sunday morning, I, first thing I just text Ted said, tell them no Mason Rudolph. No, and he's like, really? They thought, yeah, no Mason Rudolph. So had to make sure. So, and the reason I know what it is, I know you guys are better than that. And I know you're smart enough to know Mason Rudolph was a terrible play, but you don't see it at the time. When we're in that moment, when the news comes in, we, all of us, we all think that the more moves we do, that somehow we're going to stroke the perfect note hit that perfect note and everything's going to work out. And that that's going to be the magic moment. That's going to be the magic potion. That's going to solve all of our problems. Right. So um, that's the issue. And that's not activity does not equal accomplishment. So there you go. I I just don't, you've got to be careful with reacting to the news. And overreacting to the news. Every bit of news isn't important. It doesn't really matter. 
We don't know anything until Friday afternoon. Literally, Thursday games, we know Thursday afternoon. Everything else, we start to know Friday, and it evolves from Friday through Saturday and into Sunday morning. That's when you have to be on your game. Okay? Prepare. You should have plan A, plan B, plan C every fucking week. I do it. I do it in 20 leagues. I, I print out Bob Harris knows because on Sunday morning, I'm crossing things out during our breaks on Sirius X. I'm, I'm like, okay, I got the IMFM league here. Or I got, I got the uh, Kings classic here. I got the staff league here. I got Scott fishbowl. I'm cross-referencing everything. What I need to do. It's, it's difficult, but I have plans, A, B, C, even D depending on the situation. And um, you all should too. You, you have to in this day and age, I'm sorry, but, it's just the truth. So with that said, let's get into the stardom sit in week number 11. Um, start out the quarterback position. The players that eke their way out into the top 12, obviously Joey Burrow against Las Vegas. This is a big game. This is a really big game. You know, that AFC North up for grabs. This is the time of year we need to start looking at the standings and not just the divisional standings, but how the overall wildcard situation is playing out because that's really important. And there's a lot of teams in the mix and um, you start seeing teams like the chargers, the Raiders, the Bengals, all five and four, and they are all on the cusp of a playoff spot and, you know, getting that final, that seventh and final playoff spot. And even the Colts are in there. The Browns are in there. Well, every team in the AFC North is in there right now. Ravens are sitting pretty at six and three, but you've got the Steelers five, three, one Bengals, five, four Browns at five and five. These are everybody's involved and it's every game. So a game like this for the Raiders and Bengals, it's a huge game. Thus driving up the score. Okay. Um, Joey Burrow, obviously in the top. Uh, 10 for me this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Don't bench Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts isn't going anywhere, folks. He's not going to stop the Gardner Minshew train. Only us stupid fans that fell for Gardner Minshew in Jacksonville think that that's a thing. All right. Will Philly lose this week? Eh, probably. Probably. But they have a good plan of attack, running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And Jalen Hurts, such Jalen Hurts played better than any quarterback in the league last week, including Dak, I think. Hurts running the ball. He dropped dimes and Hurts should have had a 37 yard touchdown to Quez Watkins. He, he dropped it in his fucking bread basket. Like he, he was dropping dimes and it's the best I've ever seen Jalen Hurts. And if he could ever do that, this dude's a top five in the league type talent. So is he like that normally? No. Can we say he's that going forward? Absolutely not. But he's a top 12 guy for sure even against a tough opponent like the New Orleans Saints. Um, Tannehill's in as well. Guys who are out, you're just missing the cut as Derek Carr. I mentioned how good that game is. I just can't with Derek Carr's weaponry. There's not enough there. Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro, Waller not getting enough attention. Ah, I'm sure he'll post decent numbers. I'm sure he'll squeak into the top 12, but I would rather start Tannehill hurts Burrow over him. Kirk Cousins also misses the cut. For me, I think they'll use a lot of Delvin Cook this week. A lot. The uh, running back position um, starts for this week. Guys who, who creeped in. Now, we'll have to keep an eye on Kansas City because if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 
starts. Now it's starting to look as I'm recording this. They announced today, yeah, we may hold off another week. And then we got the bye week in week 12. And if that happens, Daryl Williams obviously is a start. Otherwise, I'm benching Daryl Williams. So be careful when it comes to that. But I am starting Antonio Gibson. Wasn't it's a tough matchup, but there quite frankly just aren't enough viable other options starting miles Gaskin, even against the jets. He's getting all the work. It's a plus matchup there. And Adrian Peterson, I'm starting Adrian Peterson of the Titans over Dante Foreman. Don't, don't bother. Don't fuck with Dante Foreman. That's not what you want. They, they picked up Peterson on purpose. Now Foreman played like what? Four more snaps this past week. Like it was, we're getting way, there's way too much excitement and optimism on Donta fucking Foreman than there should be. Does he look better than Adrian Peterson? Well, duh. I think all the shit that I released into the bowl during my uh, colonoscopy and everything else, that I think that would be, that looked better than Adrian Peterson has looked. But you know something that, makes everything good and can make everything wonderful again. The Houston Texans defense, the Houston Texans, by the way, Dante Foreman, one more snap than Adrian, 21 to 20. What would he do? You know, uh, rushing share 37, nine to 27, six, big deal, big deal. It's Pete. This is the week. Peterson's going to probably get in the box, probably go for 80 plus yards against Houston. And you know, that's going to be that. So I have Peterson ahead um in the top 24 this week as well guys that i'm likely sitting this week most likely uh we'll start with ramondre stevenson and we'll see make sure damian harris is active if damian harris is active there's no chance i'm starting stevenson and i picked stevenson up in a ton of leagues ton of leagues fuck nobody's picked him up it was the greatest thing last week looks like a goddamn genius but i'm not starting him i'm not gonna do it um I'm not going to start Mark Ingram. Alvin Kamara is going to be back. I'm not doing that. Um, so Tony Jones is back for the saints as well. Doesn't not going to affect Ingram at all, but just an FYI. Um, and then, you know, Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills, a piece out of the top 24 for me as well against the Colts. Tough matchup for him. Dante Foreman, another guy, Devonte Freeman may surprise somebody. I got him 26th. So definitely in play for a flex and they drop Le'Veon Bell, you know, but it's a tough matchup on, on that surface at soldier field after all the precipitation they've been getting in Chicago. That's where I look at a Latavius Murray coming back. That's the type of back, a big strong guy who can plant and go. And that's the ones I want. I don't want the light on their feet running backs in Chicago, especially against the bears defense that has been good against the run. So those are the, uh, some running backs, wide receivers, guys, I'm starting this week, or at least make it in the top 36, um, Manuel Sanders against Indianapolis. You know, I think Josh Allen's going to have a great game and I've seen it when punched in the mouth, when in competitive games, Emmanuel Sanders is the guy Josh Allen trusts and goes to. Stefan Diggs has been getting so much garbage time production. It's almost breathtaking. It really, and we're not seeing it because it's just production. Meanwhile, like the bills are one of those teams that you gotta, it kind of like the Rams. You gotta lo- be low key worried about them. Cause who have the bills played the Steelers, dolphins, Washington, Houston, right? 
Dolphins again, Jaguars and Jets. Now they played the Chiefs and Titans. They lost against the Titans. They beat the Chiefs. But remember, the Chiefs in week five was dog shit. Okay, so what the Buffalo Bills have three losses under those, those three teams that are under that schedule is pretty telling. They got the Colts, Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots, all the rest. They, they're up against it. So we're going to see what Buffalo's made of. And I, if I'm just sitting around looking for that low key by low guy, it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders. That's been the guy to go to. So uh, he's in the mix as well. I do have Hunter Renfro in I can't deny I've been an anti Renfro guy for a while, but he makes it in the top 36 this week as well. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, a deep threat against the Detroit Lions. Yes, please. Now he missed time. I think they called it a calf with DPJ today. You know, monitor his status going forward, but he makes it in Deonta Harris of the Saints. Hmm. Trevor Simeon starting, I'm definitely considering Deonta Harris. He's wide receiver 35 on my board this week. Uh, players that I'm fading or likely not starting, not ideally, unless it's, you know, flex or whatever. Uh, Brandon Ioka, the 49ers, great matchup, but no. Elijah Moore, the Jets. Joe Flacco, no. Um, Robbie Anderson. I like Robbie Anderson. I, Robbie Anderson's outlook, he went from dead He's like the undertaker. He's back alive, but I wouldn't call it very alive. And that's the most important thing folks with, I I hope you all recognize it and respect my analysis when it comes to, you got to stay in the middle. You got to stay correct. Last week, buy into Robbie. We got the touchdown. Now we kind of, we got very lucky on the touchdown because it was cam throwing. They did throw to the right side, as I said, but it wasn't a, a nine route. It was a inside route in the, uh, in the end zone, by the way. So it was a different touchdown that we thought he'd get, but he got it. And I think he will be better than he was with Sam Darnold, but it's not going to be like, Oh, now he's a star again. That Robbie Anderson, I don't think is back. But I do think he'll, you know, I think he and DJ Moore are on a level playing field. I really do. I have DJ Moore ahead, but DJ Moore's taking the biggest hit in Carolina, whereas Robbie's moving up. Still not an ideal start for this week. Um, I told you my starts, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I mentioned P- DPJ, Manuel Sanders run for, okay, good, good, good. Tight end starts and sits. I mean, Boy, it gets murky. I mean, good news is your know, Kelsey's back. Pitts is solid spot. Even on Thursday, you're going to have to do something better. Um, Gasecki will be better. Don't fuck around and sit him. Don't sit TJ Hawkinson. Don't do these things. It's not a good matchup, by the way, for Hawkinson. Not at all. After a zero performance, a lot of people are getting the itchy trigger finger. You can't do it. You simply can't do it. Can't do it. Start Dan Arnold. Start Hunter Henry. Start Evan Ingram, start Zach Ertz. Don't start eh, Dawson Knox. It's a touchdown or it's nothing. I'm not in there. Don't start Pat Fryermuth unless Ebron is out and Roethlisberger's in. We learned that lesson toughly last week. And um, Dalton Schultz, just outside the top 12, even against Kansas City, can't start him this week. So there, those are the starts and sits for the week. Um, you know what? I'm just going to move on to the bets. Uh, again, this is going to be a much shorter episode than it's been in the past. I've got a lot of work to get through. Um, I hope I brought enough to the table 
this week. Let's hopefully I didn't bitch too much about my health and stuff like that. But uh, no, let's just get, let's get to the nuggets of it, shall we? My favorite bet of the week. Hmm. Well, I've got my list here, and I'm going to give you one that probably isn't on everybody's radar. So a little bit of gamesmanship here, but I think it's a good one. And I think the number will go up as the week goes up. I don't think ever. So hit it now on FanDuel. It's like this on Caesars. It's like this Carolina minus three, take the three. They're going to beat Washington by a lot, but by seven or more, this spread should be six could even go six and a half. That's what I have it at. I have it at six right now, but lean in six and a half Carolina. It's a good team. I mean, start to finish with McCaffrey healthy with, that secondary so much improved, good defensive line. And Washington, they beat Tampa. Tampa wasn't ready to go. So anything can happen. But on the road against this opponent, um, you know, Ron Rivera coming back, Cam starting, you know, got a whole nother dimension to the offense. Washington lost Chase Young. They are going to be without Montez Sweat and Chase Young. That's the when we referenced how good I thought their defense would be in the beginning of the year. We said Chase Young and Montez Sweat, the best tandem of edge rushers, gone. <laughs> There's no replacing these human beings. They're gone. And it's not – when you drop, it's un- inconceivable how big the drop is from those two. And then I also referenced their two corners or two – or I referenced at the time um, William Jackson – and I, uh, I'm trying to blank injured uh, corner that I'm totally blanking on right now for whatever reason. But I also loved, uh, um, I loved Atlanta Collins. There's their, their safety, safety, fantastic. Well, uh, you know, absolutely terrible. William Jackson cannot play his own coverage to save his fucking life. Benjamin St. Juice cannot say is to save his life. Kendall Fuller is sort of used or jumping ahead of St. Just, and it's terrible. The whole thing is terrible. The secondary is terrible. No pass rush whatsoever. So um, that's it. That's it for Washington. So, yeah, Carolina wins that game by more than three. So, and it's starting. I see a couple of places. Point. I see three and a half at, uh, um, let me see, what is this, Circa? Winbet is still three. Caesars is still three. MGM's three and a half. It opened at minus two. This is going to keep going. So get in on Carolina early. My survivor pick of the week. Remember, I haven't lost the survivor yet. Pretty impressive in that regard. I'm going Tennessee. Haven't used them yet. They're facing Houston. I'm not a big fan of t- I don't. Tennessee is the number one seed. It's hilarious, right? And um, it's just terrible that this offense, I can't believe this offense keeps going, but it does. We can't ignore it. And against Houston, they're actually going to get their run game back because of how bad Houston Texans is. So that's an easy survivor pick. I I don't trust Tennessee in another game all year. So let's use them up as well. And my upset of the week, well, I just mentioned one of them, but I'm not, you know, New Orleans over Philadelphia. That's, is that an upset? Nah, that's one of those I could lay it in for you. But I'll take a jump shot. I'll take a mid-range. I'll take a mid-range shot for all of you. And I'm going to go Seattle over Arizona. And I still think Kyler Murray will play. I think DeAndre Hopkins will play. But Arizona's lost the killer instinct here. They really sat and got their asses smashed by Carolina last week at home. Now they got to go to Seattle. Seattle looked bad. 
you know, didn't score for the first time in Russell Wilson's career, you know, that shit ain't flying. You know, Seattle's going to come with it. And at home with a 12th man, nah, Arizona being a three point favorite. Nah. Take, you know, if you want to take the points, take the points, but this is a money line bet. This is a fucking money line bet, right? You, you take Seattle or win that game going away. I would say going away. Yeah, I'll say going away because Arizona doesn't hang. Arizona either really steps up and they play very well in the trenches, but when they get hit, when they're overmatched, they do just kind of fall out. Only game they won that was close was that San Francisco first matchup. So Seattle and the upset right there. Um, all right. Well, that's how I end most shows, everybody. We are about at the 45 minute mark. I think that's solid for this episode. Again, apologize if you guys like the, if you have a longer commute, and you're listening to this there. I bet you some of you are like, fuck yeah, man, make 45 minutes all the time. We don't need you bullshitting throughout, um, you know, a lot to get to this week. I'll definitely be uh, live in the uh, discords and fantasy guru elite fantasy as well i've been kind of out if you're listening to this wednesday night if you're one of my late night people or thursday morning you're probably like hey dude where you been you know haven't been around well hopefully now you understand some of the stuff that's going through but it's not going to stop me we're in this and uh, it's going to be a great season man i'm looking forward to the rest of this year gonna be big money profits it's gonna be great fucking holiday season I'm pumped up, motivated, ready to fight everything and anything that comes our way. So appreciate each and every one of you uh, listening to this show. If you could spread the word, spread the news, I'd love it. Get you know more of these that we can crank out the absolute better. If you don't know, I have another podcast, the weekly recap podcast that's live on fantasyguru.com. If you join up with Betcha, B-E-T-C-H-A, if you do a deposit there with the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, I think it's $20 minimum deposit. You get a free rest of season fantasy guru subscription. If you just, if you're an elite fantasy subscriber or uh, elite sports betting or whatever, and you want to get in on that podcast and you like the game script article, or the rankings that can help you in DFS and some of these other things, just email us support at elite You know, this is an important time of the year for fantasy football in all forms. If you're out of it, you need, you know, let's, let's fucking, let's play some DFS. Let's, let's bet on these games. If you're legally allowed to do so, or if you have means to do so. And, you know, um, let me go to my elite sports betting page right now. Cause I know I'm profitable. There are 71 and 55 plus 15.65 units. Pretty good. Pretty good season. I mean, very profitable there. We mentioned I am nine and two on the season in DFS as well. So, you know, using the core four and our, all of our players from elitefantasy.com, the cash game breakdown. So, you know, nine two, they're very good. I mean, guaranteed of a profitable season at this point, one more win and we're guaranteed and otherwise we split, but um, you know, everything's, you know, we, we will win. We were 15 out of 17 last year. Will that happen? I don't know. Maybe there'll be another losing week, but we will win. If you're in the mix though, if you're in, with your seasonal teams. If you're seasonal, you need us to close, help close it out. Let's close this fucker out because getting to the playoffs and winning in the playoffs is a whole different thing. So you can get in right now. I mean, again, this is the time of year. We want to help as many people as humanly possible, you know? Um, So just email us support at elitefantasy.com. Uh, tell them you want the big three super cheap. If you want to add on fancy guru, it's literally pennies on the dollar 
for the rest of the season. It'll take all the way through the Super Bowl. You know, we'll do Super Bowl, Super Bowl era, postseason fantasy football leagues, drafts, contests, uh, contest setup, league setups for the postseason. Remember, we do that every year at a fantasy guru, and we play DFS all year long, all the way through the Super Bowl as well. We bet on it, obviously. So uh, get in now. There's plenty of season left, everybody. Uh, that's going to do it. Episode 92, freestyle. That's what we're doing. That's how we roll. Uh, on this episode hopefully enjoyed it appreciate each and every one of you remember follow me at jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff mans facebook instagram snapchat and on tiktok that will do it for this episode appreciate you guys downloading and being a part of the elite mafia community you may disagree with some or everything that you heard on today's show it's perfectly all right why you know why it's just one man's opinion see you next time everybody Deuces.